This is The Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody. Pardon it. Here's your host, Greg Cody. Hey, everyone. It's The Greg Cody Show podcast, and uh, it's a very special one. It's an emotional one. Uh, It's an intensely personal one. Um, You know, I planned uh, a few days ago to start this podcast by, you know, talking about the presidential politics and pissing off 47% of listeners, but uh, something more important than that and, and closer to my heart anyway um, has happened. And you, most of you all know it because Christopher tweeted the news last night that uh, he's been among the 300 ESPN layoffs and um, which, uh, you know, th- there was a multitude of response from Levitard show listeners that really has warmed my heart. And, um, Christopher, this has been a crazy time for you, I know. Hold on. Netflix? Yes, hold on one second. Sorry, I was on the phone with Netflix. The offers are flooding. The, the offers are just flowing in right now. I got I have a lot of phone calls, a lot of people calling, a lot of offers. Like, this is a busy time for me. It's a, no. Um, yeah, this has been an interesting weekend. A roller coaster of a weekend, one might say. Of, uh, there you some, go. Some highs and some lows. Yeah, this is, uh, this is very raw right now for me. I don't have a lot that I can like share in terms of juicy details. I uh, am very devastated to learn the news last week. And uh, I've been moved by the support that I got from everybody on the Levitard show crew. And I don't know that it's, it's tough to really speak on, you know, I'm sure I'll have more things to say on this down the road, but ever since I made the announcement, the, the support that I've gotten from people I know and people I don't know all over social media has been, I, I've honestly been able to keep, keep it pretty cool as far as emotions. Cause you know, I'm, I'm very lucky. And if I never do anything again in any kind of like, you know, TV radio thing, like I've had such a great experience and, you know, I'm so blessed in all every aspect of my life. Like this little turbulence right here is not going to stop me. And I just, I, I was keeping it together all weekend. And when I tweeted out that the announcement and then the, the, the texts and the tweets and the messages, and I, I'm like a blabbering brook right now. Like that's why I sound emotional. It's because I, I, this is Sunday night and I just tweeted that and I was keeping it together so well. And it has, it's been very nice and moving and very cool to see all the people, you know, that I don't know and that I do know showing support for me in this time. I have to say, Dan Lempitzard, I mean, you obviously like, you know, nepotism is the joke, but I, Dan is the most loyal and I obviously have so much that I owe Dan and I'm so appreciative for him and the support from him, from everybody that I've gotten, Dan, Stugatz, Mike, the rest of the guys, it's been overwhelmingly supportive and I just am so appreciative for them. Christopher, um, this hurts me a lot as your father and, but I've been so proud of how you've handled this the past couple of days. Um, you know, you were in a position where you could have just been angry and, and ripped ESPN. And instead I've heard you just be so grateful for the opportunity you've received. Um, and I asked you earlier today, I had to write a, a short story about this in the Herald, which was- the Oh, you thing. had to? Oh, you had yeah, to? Yeah, well, I did. <laughs> they, they, they did ask me to. And- um, You it mother. A, it was the toughest thing I've had to write in all seriousness. and. I asked you for a quote um, for the short story and your quote was something to the effect, um, I'm I'm glad it was me 
and not anybody else on the show. Um, now, <laughs> maybe maybe you were lying, but uh, but I think that speaks a lot about uh, one of the reasons why you're so popular on that show. I mean, you, you've, people really like you, and um, and they're not going to stop liking you. And I, I look forward to uh, the next chapter for you. That's for sure. See, I mean, I'm not kidding. Like HBO Max is calling right now. Like there's offers here. Like I, I you know, the, the, the inboxes is very flooded right now. So don't, don't right. you worry about your boy, Chris. He's yeah. very excited about what the future holds, whether it be in the Levitard Show universe or whatever else. Like this is, I have to admit, this has been such a scary weekend. It has been uh, a, a weekend to really look in the mirror and say, wait, well, hey, buddy, are you ready for this? You know, it's not always your dad handing you a job. Sometimes the real world comes calling. <laughs> and uh, I'm ready. I'm ready for whatever's next, whether it's with some involvement of the Levitard show or whether it's something else. Like, I'm, I've, got, I've gotten to the point where I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the challenge to see what's next. I don't know what else much there is to say right now. I feel like there'll be more clarity as, you know, we see how it plays out because – your guess is as good as mine, how this is all going to play out as far as on the show and all that stuff. So, you know, I guess we'll just see how it plays out. And regardless of how it plays out, I'm so incredibly grateful and have had such a blast the last five years and even a lot longer than that before ESPN. And, and the good news is in the meantime, as you uh, transition to whatever's next for you. Oh, is uh, this podcast going to take off? Now yes. my full attention gets the Greg Cody show podcast and I think we have, I've got George Clooney potentially joining us next week. And then the week after that, I'm, I'm trying to get Brad Pitt, but we're seeing if Joe Biden's available. So we have, oh, some there big, you go. we're, we're, uh, we're throwing some big fishing lures out there for uh, the upcoming shows. We like that. And um, obviously uh, people who are uh, jonesing and, and missing you on the Levitard show um, are going to get their full dose of you uh, on the great Cody show podcast, where you are our producer and, and co-host and, and, um, we love. Uh, I think I might need to get. I think I might need to get the old name on the show now that I'm, uh, you know, out of work. Chris needs to see his name on the marquee somewhere. I think we can probably uh, discuss that. You notice how I, I I didn't say we can probably make that happen. I said we can probably discuss that. Mm-hmm. So let's do so. Um, should we talk politics just a little bit and annoy half of the people listening, or should we totally avoid that? I mean, I I, I feel like I want to talk politics because I'm never going to forget this past weekend and like the emotions right. that it was for me professionally and with what was happening. Like it was just a collision course of a roller coaster of emotions. Well, it, it's it's been a, a, a crazy time uh, in presidential politics to say the least, and no matter how, who you're for or who you voted for. And look, I'm transparent on this podcast. Uh, I'm not rubbing it in anybody's nose, but I'm certainly not ashamed to say that I'm a Democrat. I voted for Biden. I'm happy with the result. And, uh, and I truly do hope the country comes together because one thing we can't be is this divisive. Um, and, and we've been divisive for the past four years, to be honest. And I think that's one of the reasons the election's gone as it has. And, uh, uh, I, I sure hope President Trump um, makes his exit uh, as graceful as he's able to. I sure hope that uh, he rises to to what the country needs him to be right now, which is somebody who acknowledges that he was lost and 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 eases the transition to a new regime. I, I honestly hope that with all my heart. I love America, uh, and um, let's see if that happens. I, I don't know about you, but I cannot, as much as I've digested 
uh, campaign and political coverage the last month or so. I'm so glad it's over. Like it, 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 it's such a beautiful thing. Like the, the democratic system of people going out and voting, like that's a beautiful thing, but it also brings out the worst in us. Oh yeah. Like because we're so Facebook, polarized. On Facebook posts, like uh, there's family members that I'm not talking to anymore. Friends oh, that, yeah. are, that are texting me on the side. Why are you bitching at my aunt? Like this, right. is, this is just a, a, a scary time for, from that aspect. Yeah. But I'm glad it's over yeah. and I'm ready to have not that on my TV for a little bit. Yeah, me too. Uh, the, the only thing I'm going to miss is, um, is Steve Kornacki at the big board telling me uh no you know, see who's... you're showing your cards here with the whole dem- democratic thing and 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 going msnbc john king is the king of the the map board on no CNN. no like he... no it's cornacki it's cornacki you gotta love steve cornacki even the fox on... guy the fox guy does this thing at the board each of those stations they all have great guys running the board you have to admit all right well i'm a cornacki man <clears throat> you know what can i tell you i'm a cornacki guy he tells me about how the vote's going in little tiny counties I've never heard of and don't care about. See, He's just minute. So you're, see, you're showing your cards even more with the whole de- Democratic, like the uh, the Democrat thing. Like you're on MSNBC the whole time. I couldn't, I, I'm like constantly, I'm always MSNBC, Fox, and CNN. I'm all over the place. You never know what channel you're going to find me on. Right. Um, and, and look, I want to make clear, I love all our Republican listeners. Um, the only ones I don't love are the ones who, uh, might continue to insist that the election was rigged when there's zero evidence that it has been. And well, I don't think that, I don't I don't think there's there's there there are very small little pieces of evidence that have been shown, but nothing yet has been shown that is going to make a difference. Yeah, I but think I think can, and I think those examples of little tiny things that get shown happen every election. Like I don't think that like sure. uh, main Republicans I think have come out and said. There's not a ton of, there's no proof yet of widespread fraud. There might no, be isolated incidents here or there, but nothing widespread. Yeah, I, I hope in time we can, we can all agree on that and, and move forward as a country. And, you know, I know it's, um, it's a political speak, but when Biden says, I don't believe in red states or blue states, I believe in the United States. I, you know, that may be corny and it may be too obvious, but uh, we haven't heard a lot of that conciliatory uh, middle ground, let's come together kind of talk the past four years, and I welcome it. I really do. All right, let's transition here from serious stuff. Uh, uh, I almost uh, cried talking about Christopher's situation, and then uh, I pissed off half the listeners by talking politics. And, and now let's get into something just plain silly. It's Mount Gregmore, the Mount Gregmore name game. I'm really going to need you to step up this week's Mount Gregmore. Had a little bit of a weekend. And I need you to pick me up here. Give me something good. I'm going to try. And, uh, and knowing you, if you don't like my, my names or whatever, you're going to let me hear it because you are, uh, tend to be a little bit critical, although... I bet, you um, won't, I bet you won't bitch at me this weekend, though. Yeah, you do have a little bit of slack. Mount Gregmore name game. Chugs on like a slow-moving mo- locomotive through the alphabet, and it's time to stop at the station S, another major mother consonant. By the way, my voice right now is just awful. Just awful. <laughs> it's, it's the worst it's ever been. Okay. Each week we give you the top five names of a letter based on U.S. government records over the past hundred years. And then bring you the Mount Gregmore of the number one name. The S roll call. Number five, Stephen, spelled with a PH. Number four, Sandra. Number three, Sarah with an H. Number two, Susan. And the number one S name, 
Steven with a V. Really? Yes. The less popular Steven name is the is the PH? Yeah, I at least the, over the I, past hundred years. I thought the PH was more common than the V. I think it's more popular now, but I think the V owns the last century. Uh, so, of course, we're excluding Stevens with a PH here, and Stephs, Stephans, Stevies, and Steves. Sorry, Carell, Martin, Harvey, and Nash. No last name Stevens allowed either. Sorry, Cat Stevens. These are the only. These are only people who call themselves and answer to. S-T-E-V-E-N, Stephen. Okay, first our honorable mention. His family ruled Serbia. Well, <laughs> I have to stop here and, say, and remind everybody. The honorable mentions tend to be just totally ridiculous. So, his family ruled Serbia in the 12th and 13th centuries. Also known as Simon the Monk. And Saint Stephen, he was Stephen Nemanja. Now, I don't think of Stephen's living in the 12th and 13th century, but you learn something new every day. Number five, he captained the Tampa Bay Lightning to the 2020 NHL Stanley Cup title. Former overall number one draft pick, six-time All-Star, two-time scoring champion, Tampa's all-time goal-scoring leader, it's Steven Stamkos. Solid. All right, throw a little sportsy in there. Number four, he's an American singer and musician, best known as the guitarist, leaning into the mic with Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. Longtime host of the popular syndicated radio show, Little Steven's Underground Garage. I listened to that once in a while. Good show. Also an actor who starred for years as Silvio Dante in The Sopranos. Of course, Steven Van Zant. Oh, see, a guy you don't really know his name by looking at him, but a guy you know. Exactly. Number three, he's an American actor who holds black belts in four different martial arts disciplines and also, he's a musician who has released a couple of albums. He starred in a slew of movies, lots of them action flicks such as Under Siege. Three times he has been nominated by the Golden Raspberry Awards as the worst actor. <laughs> it's Steven Seagal. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Uh, number two. Greg Cody once saw this man walking through a restaurant in Las Vegas and was astonished <laughs> to see how short and small he is in real life. He's a long-haired American musician who, in certain photographs, looks sort of like an unattractive woman. Find the demon of screaming behind a microphone resplendent in his trademark flowing scarves. He's the lead singer of Aerosmith, Steven Tyler. Don't look like a lady. Yes. Wish I could uh, hit those high notes again. I'd be singing with you. And number one, he is simply a titan of Hollywood and film. A two-time Oscar winner for Best Director and Producer, Screenwriter, whose films have made more money than anybody else in film history. Who has done what he does? Jaws, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Raiders of the Lost Ark, E.T., Jurassic Park, The Color Purple, Schindler's List, Saving Private Ryan, Back to the Future, Men in Black, The One and Only, and now he adds a Mount Gregmore to his resume, Steven Spielberg. It had to be. I assume Stephen King's a PH? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and that's too bad because he's my favorite uh, uh, novelist. I read all of his books. I am what he refers to as a constant reader, Stephen King. A, key, um, a keeter. That's right. That's the only place you can get those kind of jokes these days, folks. The Greg Cody Show. with. <laughs> That's right. Keep them coming, baby. Keep them coming. 
All right. Another fun month, Greg Moore. The S's. And uh, next week, the T's. And I am teasing the T's. How about that? But oh, you know what? We almost let this episode slide by without talking a little to a, a little dolphins. Because uh, thank you. That, that'll make me feel you. better. That's good. Mm-hmm. Something Indeed. happy in my life. You know what? I called Brian Flores uh, earlier today. I said, my kid, Chris, is having sort of a, a tough day. I would like you to win this game for him because he's a big Dolphins fan. Brian said, cool. All right. You do didn't it. do any of that. We can move on from the bit. No, it's uh, he came for me, <laughs> Brian Flores did. 34-30. I tell you what. <clears throat> I want to talk about two in a second. First, I want to say, this is not a, a flash in the pan thing. I am not a prisoner of the moment when I am saying what I'm about to say. The Dolphins have turned into a good team. Uh, six games now, they've been really good. Uh, they're 5-1 and one in this stretch. Their only loss was to then um, unbeaten Seattle and Russell Wilson. By one score, they lost that game. So Miami has been a, a pretty good team and a getting better and better team for a good stretch of the season right now. And um, this is not a fluke. Um, you know, Buffalo's kicking ass, but I think Miami honestly has a chance to be a playoff team with their quarterback of the future blossoming. And I love the fact that a week ago on this podcast and in other media, um, the, the narrative seemed to be, ah, we, we don't know yet how good Tua is. We haven't seen enough. And is he good enough? <laughs> I almost said a, a curse word that you'd have to uh, delete. Um, Tua's good, and he's looked at and, and they needed more of him uh, Sunday. Uh, they needed a fourth quarter comeback. He delivered it. Uh, they needed him to get into a little bit of a shootout with Kyler Murray. He delivered it. Um, he did get one, the gift of one defensive touchdown early in the game. But beyond that, the defense wasn't all that good Sunday. And he had to outscore sort of his own defense as well as the Cardinals. And he did it. This was a big step forward, I thought for Tua in his second career start and, and his first on the road. Yes, this was big. This was, you saw the things as a Dolphins fan that you didn't see last week where you're like, okay, I feel good. I don't think people were feeling nervous last week, but they for sure weren't feeling great. This is the different situation. This is the one where you say, yes, that's why we took them. This team looks better than a lot of people thought. And from top to bottom, to your point, like this is not just a Tua thing. This is hardly a Tua thing, actually. And the defense, which has been great, didn't play great against the Cardinals. But like you said, Tua got them out of that. So it's like they're picking each other up. Last game, Tua didn't look great, but the defense showed up. This week, the defense didn't show up. But Tua, you know, had that drive for a field goal late in the game. And this is, um, this, it made me feel good. Tua winning yeah. that game, it, it turned around a shitty weekend. I, I think it's time to stop the nonsense, the egregiously premature nonsense about, oh, if they get a high draft pick from Houston, should they draft another quarterback? No, two is your guy, and he's going to be your guy for a long time, and you need to use that top pick to bolster an ascending defense, or better yet, to, to get him another offensive lineman, or they need a running game, plainly. But uh, two attack of Loa, I thought, satisfied a lot of, uh, very early concerns. He's accurate. Uh, his drop back is really quick. Um, I just like what I see so far. He's slight. He looks small. He looks like a, a wafer out there. But, you know, if, if, if he can stay healthy, knock wood, uh, I think the Dolphins 
have their long-awaited quarterback of the future. I really do. The rare Tua Dolphins breakdown after Mount Gregmore. I what know. A, it, yes. What an odd path we took this show. This is a weird show, though. We, I think this is probably the weirdest show in the history of the Greg Cody show, right? Just because of like the oddness we had to do at the beginning. Well, I, and I we talked and we talked politics. This is a weird episode. It is a weird episode. But I want uh, I want people to know. You stick around. If you liked me on the Levitard show, I'm gonna be here every week. You're gonna yeah, get right. some of the same nonsense. I'm gonna step up my game around here. This was a weird one. I was a little too emotional this one, but the next episode, next Monday, whoo, you are gonna get a motivated Chris Cody. You I are like gonna, that. You are gonna. You're, it's gonna be the best podcast episode you've ever heard next week. Best ever. I like it. I, I like your attitude. Uh, without getting sappy, um, I'm proud of the way you've you've handled the last few days uh, with class, and uh, uh, I'm proud of you and moving forward. And um, we're gonna get through this as a family, and you're gonna get through it and, and come out bigger and better than ever. And um, with that, uh, I want to throw another shout out to uh, an RIP to Alex Trebek, who I've admired for years, and he passed away um, in the past couple of days. And um, we're going to move on. We're going to get by. Um, appreciate all of your support, as usual, my podcast family. And I know Christopher appreciates all your support. I want to say again that after he tweeted out what he tweeted out, um, the response he's gotten on Twitter and elsewhere uh, has, has been heartwarming. Uh, Christopher, I, I, I can't speak for you, but it has really lifted me to realize uh, how appreciated you are and how much people genuinely love you. You have fans out there, and, and um, this was a big, a big news for them to hear uh, about your layoff, and, uh, and I hope you're heartened by the response you've been getting. I am. I get emotional every single time I start looking at Twitter or my texts. It's yep. insane. I've never received any kind of this much attention, you know, and people reaching out to me and I, and, and I'm just, I'm incredibly moved. And on that note, podcast family, thanks for joining us as always. Join Christopher and I right back here next week. We'll see. You. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.